Hello and welcome to Don't Spoil the Ending, episode 46. Um, we're all at home this week. Uh, we're in the middle of a lockdown. Um, so let's let's go around the room. We've got five people here today. I'm Joe. I'm Sam. Oh, this would be hard. <laughs> <laughs> do, you want, uh, uh, do you want me to introduce you? Yeah, do that. Okay. Um, right, we've, well, we've got we've got Sam. Hello. Hello, Sam. Uh, we've got John. Hello. Oh, sorry, John, you're supposed to be the last in the order. Oh, no, that's fine. <laughs> uh, Nick. Hi, yeah. Hi, mate. Uh, Steve. Hello. <laughs> yeah, right. So, straight away, <laughs> Steve's audio started to uh, cut out before we've even started the show. Um, it's a good start. <laughs> so, obviously, um, we're all at home now. Um, coronavirus has took over the world. And we're recording a podcast from our homes. We're, we're literally phoning it in this week. How, like, how is everyone? <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's fine. We'll get through. We'll get through this. Uh, so, so um, Sam, t- tell me how your lockdown's going. Um, I think it's going okay as uh, as it could do so far, trying to keep myself busy and stuff like that. Just obviously working from home still, um, not being furloughed as uh, a lot of people have been. Um, so yeah, still working from home, got like office, little office set up with desk and stuff like that. So just, yeah, trying to keep myself as busy as I can at home, just with a uh, guitar, started doing some workouts at home as a lot of people have been sort of doing the online workouts and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah. Is that like that Joe PE guy? Kind of not been following his workouts, but, uh, yeah, just <laughs> <laughs> doing my own thing with the workouts, sort of, uh, doing a skipping rope and things like that. So yeah, doing, doing, doing pretty well so far, I think, but yeah, it's a, it's a strange one just not being able to, sort of go out and about as uh as as freely as you want but yeah going as well as it could do i think it's, it's very orwellian isn't it um, yeah. nick nick how, how have you been during the last few weeks uh about the same as inman apart from a bit less exercise i think <laughs> um and, and a lot more drinking probably um but yeah, it's 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 it is an odd situation, but everyone's in the same boat, aren't they? So I feel like a lot of people have said that they've drank a lot more since they've been locked in. A lot of people that I spoke to kind of for the first week or two, they drank just every night. And then after, at the third week or something, they they were like, Actually, I should probably do some exercise. I've been sat on my ass for two weeks hmm. straight. <laughs> I've put uh, fifty hours into Animal Crossing, so I've, I've that's what I've been doing. <laughs> Uh, Steve, how, how have you been, mate? Well, it's funny you should say Animal Crossing because I've sort of put a lot of time into Animal Crossing myself. I think I've been going on every single day to do the upkeep on my town. Trying to make sure all the weeds are flooded, all the rocks are hit. You know where it goes. Fossils. Yeah, got to dig your fossils. Got to take them to the museum, get them verified, get them donated. You know, it's all about the infrastructure in my town. Other than that, yeah, same as everyone else, really. Just Pile outside, being sat on the kitchen table. Figured out them as kitchen table chairs aren't that comfortable. Now I have to sit and work all day on it. Bit of a pain. Both in both senses, really. I probably wouldn't be leaving the house anyway. 
I'd probably just go to work and come home and then just not bother and be in my house. The only time I'd leave is to commute and go from work. But as soon as you're not allowed to go outside. See, I'm, I'm similar to that where this... Sorry, State. Uh, the the isolation sort of like that. It's not really been that much different for me. <laughs> well, no, I mean it's so easy to talk these days. I mean, imagine this happened like ten, fifteen years ago, and we'd all be using like dial-up and we'd have text message, and that'll be it. It would be a, it'd be a lot worse. But how like we're where the internet is now, it's really easy to keep in contact. I mean, look what we're doing now. So like we're all doing the podcast online it's just easier to keep in touch with people so I mean, it's not as bad as it could be it's just kind of what i got outside and i wouldn't want to go outside if i could go outside does that make sense yeah i think i think i know what you mean it's sort of like the being told that you're not allowed to go outside if uh, if you had the choice you still might not go outside but the being told not you're not allowed to go out is a uh, is the difference i think <laughs> Yeah, it just sort of be one of the contrarian, isn't it? And there, or you can't tell me yeah. what to do. Mentality. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But yeah. Got one more member to catch up with. Uh, John, how have you been, mate? Yeah, not too bad, thanks. I think uh, lockdown has been okay so far. I think we're luckier than most in that, like, our our hobbies are like video games and movies and stuff. If you know, you, you can still do those hobbies without any real any real stumbling block while you're in isolation but if if you're someone who has no hobbies I don't know how you're going to cope you know getting through this <laughs> <laughs> being locked down 24-7 yeah like I think for the people who like the hobbies are literally uh, getting smashed every weekend and partying that's your life pretty much over in it for a while yeah exactly yeah <laughs> so I think we're lucky in a way it's that what? Like video games have barely been affected. I know they've cancelled uh, <clears throat> The Last of Us Two, haven't they? But uh, you know, Doom Doom got released. Uh, Doom Eternal got released on lockdown. Resident Evil Three came out as normal during lockdowns. So you can still buy video games. You can still buy movies online and stuff. Uh, yeah, it's been been good so far. Uh, one thing, like, like having the uh, the office at home kind of thing. That was good for the first week. I had like a little office set up in the kitchen. It was working well. But week by week, I'm, I'm literally now just like waking up and just turning the laptop on and putting a film on in my bedroom and not even getting out of bed anymore. anymore. Just <laughs> work on the laptop in bed with a film on. So yeah, that's going well. The dream. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean... What's the situation with uh, the films coming out at the moment? Most of them are just being pushed back on. Uh, well, I mean, obviously there's no... no like new releases, but uh, you can still buy DVDs. Are still being released every week. DVDs and Blu-rays, you can still buy them. And Disney moving the load to Disney Plus releases as well. Yeah, I think was it onwards? Is that one of their new films? Yeah, there's quite a few films that they're actually planning on releasing just on Disney Plus now. Um, obviously, not not the big ones. Like they're not going to do the Marvel and shit like that, but. Yeah, but um, like some of the smaller, like kiddie ones, they are releasing just instead of taking them to the cinema, they're just putting them on Disney Plus. Straight on there, and like uh, Universal have like let people rent The Invisible Man and The Hunt at home. So like theatrical movies, you can now just watch at home straight away. Obviously, it costs about eighty quid to rent it, but <laughs> it's a good op- good option. 
I was going to say, it's a, that sounds like a good option, but um, obviously a lot of films, the bulk of their money's made in like opening weekend, isn't it? It's it's the opening box office, or maybe, maybe not the bulk, but a lot of money is made, like millions and millions. Like, the, the film industry is going to be suffering quite badly for this. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I've just got, like, like such no one knows at the moment what the effects will be from uh, all of these delays and cancellations, but it can't be a good thing for them, can it? But... Yeah, I don't know. Don't know what kind of effect it'll have. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, obviously, it goes without saying that it's probably going to affect most industries, not just the film industry. But um, yeah, I, I, for me, I, I've spent uh, a lot of time on Animal Crossing. Um, that's pretty much that's what I've spent the bulk of my time on. Um, I want to talk about Tiger King, though. Yeah, I'm up for a conversation about that. <laughs> I know, Nick, you've seen Tiger King. <laughs> so um, I'm up to I did, well, yeah. they released another episode as of the time of recording I think it's oh, today I, I've read something right. about there being like a special yeah I think there's a, released, a new episode today I didn't so. know it was going to be this soon to be honest yeah so it's we will, uh, we will try we'll try not to spoil it for anyone because uh, can I just check is it only me and Nick who've seen this no I've watched it all now well hang on I've watched all part of the first episode because what? Uh, my partner was watching, I don't know my partner was watching it and then I started watching it on the second episode I've just not gone back and watched the first one yet quite an interesting way to uh, watch a TV show by uh, skipping the first episode <laughs> Uh, well, actually, it's striking cool. And um, come to party late. Just double checking you there, Joe, because I am at home. Uh, it looks like the new episode is live. Wonderful. I'll be getting on that probably straight after this podcast. I think I'll watch it tonight as well. <laughs> See, um, like for me, like I, it's rare that I'll pick up a new TV show. I'm not. I'm generally not fussed on new TV, but that Tiger King. I watched the first episode and I was, I was hooked. Uh, by about the middle of the second episode, I was like. This is this is fascinating. Uh, it's very, it's it's a very yeah. it starts off strange and you feel like it's just a strange cast of characters, but it just gets weirder and weirder after every episode. I remember once um, we paused it. I think it was in the middle of episode three or so. We paused it because it was getting late, and we picked up again the next day. And within about two minutes, the show completely turned. And I was like, I was like, I don't remember any of this from last night. This this has took a complete dark turn. It's a, it's a it's a very interesting one. Yeah, I saw the other night as well. Um, Louis Frew did an interview with uh, Joe Exotic as well. Yeah, that's right. That was back in like 2011. Yeah, yeah, so like obviously this was way before everyone knew yeah. who he was. <laughs> like obviously people were aware of him, but not to the extent now because of this Netflix show. But it's, it's interesting watching it because obviously Lou Frew just asks all the questions like it doesn't give a shit does he it's amazing <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Carol Baskins has become a uh, household name as well over the past yeah, few she's years. become the biggest meme ever <laughs> <laughs> it's just crazy because that's what that's what like I was intrigued at first because it was like all these memes were about oh that bitch Carol Baskins and I was like who the fuck's Carol Baskins? And then I watched the show. I was like, "Oh right, okay, yeah. that's why everyone's <laughs> annoyed." <laughs> but yeah, it's a it's a, a high recommend from me on that one, guys. Yeah, I've I've not seen it yet, but I'll uh, <clears throat> I definitely want to get around to watching it because it's like you say, all the memes are going around and stuff like that. Yeah, that's one thing from that Louis Theroux uh, interview. Uh, he said that he didn't think Carol Baskin killed like could, could murder anyone. 
And he also said that, that Joe Exotic, like the weirdest thing he said to him was that uh, he would euthanize all the animals in his zoo if he got closed down. <laughs> <laughs> it's just mad like so, yeah. some of the stuff that comes out in that documentary like I, like as far as i can tell on that documentary a lot of a lot of stuff was going on whilst they were filming that documentary and then that's why it's it's do you remember um the louis Farouk one with christine and neil hamilton where they oh, had yeah. that allegation during the documentary yeah so uh, obviously there was like a I think on that one there was a rape allegation that just appeared randomly whilst they were filming that with Tiger King it's very much the documentary is taking place at the same time as a lot of stuff is happening yeah and that's what I find like really fascinating about it because you will see things happen that are then referenced later on but they're referenced in the past tense and it's because they're referencing stuff that this documentary team have filmed previously uh, yeah, I've heard that as well. Like, uh, I'm going to try and watch it this week, but I've heard on a podcast that there's more of a focus than you'd realise on like other people involved. It's not just all about Joe Exotic and Carol Baskin. Like, there's, there's a lot more uh, to it than just them two people. That's yeah. That I I, I figured that out. Where over the first few episodes, they they start introducing characters like Nick and Steve. Like, do you remember the Doc character? Oh. Oh yeah, yeah. He's the he's the one with a harem. Yeah, yeah. So he's he's probably the weirdest character on the entire thing. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. Joe, Joe Exotic's up there though, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean like, um, what's his name? Is it Jeff? Oh, Jeff Lowe. Jeff Lowe. Yeah, I think he's what they're weird. He's he's just a very dark character, and it's he's almost like a, a cartoon villain. Yeah, but like. Don't really want to get into it. Yeah. I would say watch it as well, because even with the new episode that's gone off, it's only like eight fucking minute episodes, so it's not long to smash through at all. I got through it in a week. Uh, I did it in a day. Well, apart <laughs> from the first episode. Who's that guy that look, that's got no teeth and he looks like Dave Batista? Oh, yeah, uh, that's Joey. <laughs> Dave Batista. He looks like um, a gay, toothless, redneck Batista. He literally does, yeah. <laughs> he, <he's>... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's one of the weirder characters, isn't he? Yeah, but like he's he's a fascinating one because he he doesn't look like the most innocent person, but you get the you get the feeling that he he's probably just a very like easily swayed, like nice person. Um, yeah, like almost a bit naive. Yeah, yeah. naive's the right the right word. Like easily led kind of things. Yeah, yeah, definitely easily led. Yeah. No, I was going to say, I'm going to watch it this week while working, uh, lying in bed. I'll just watch it only one day, hopefully. <laughs> That'll be good. <laughs> okay, uh, just moving on from that. Um, I briefly mentioned before Animal Crossing. Um, I've, I've, I've been absolutely hammering that game. So to just put it in perspective, um, Persona 5, I always mention it, it's me, probably my favourite game now. Put 100 hours into that game, and it felt like a long game, like thoroughly enjoyed. I've already put 50 hours into Animal Crossing in the spell of two weeks. And I haven't even got all the fruit. I've got cherries and peaches. And it's just, I'm just obsessed with that game at the moment. It's, it's... Just to jump in a minute, Joe, um, the fruit has, a, I'm a massive Animal Crossing fan. I've played quite a few iterations of them. I think I've played them all by the GameCube one. The fruit winds me up with the new game because it's impossible to get all the fruit without actually trading with people online, which I think is just ridiculous, frankly. This is going to make no sense if you've not played Animal Crossing <laughs> game, by the way. <laughs> 
But it used to be that you, there was other ways of trying to get the other fruit. Well, you can't do that anymore. You get your native fruit, and then you get your secondary fruit, which is on your tropical island or island that you can visit, and that's it. So you've got to like actually physically online trade. Well, not physically, but you know what I mean. Trade online with people to get the other fruit now, which seems a bit of a pain. Like if you're just going to play it by yourself. Well, see, yeah, I, um, I I only learned that today. <laughs> Fifty hours in, I've only learned that you can't get all the fruit. So for me, I decided to avoid as much media as I could about it, just so I could enjoy the game on my own. And then today, I started looking at stuff, going, "Okay, I've spent fifty hours on my island. Um, let's let's see." Because I've been buying those uh, tickets to go try and find more fruit. I even tried, yeah, yeah, I even tried the old trick on the 3ds, which was uh, to send stuff to your villagers so that they might actually randomly send you fruit that you don't have in your town already. I tried all that. Yeah, I did all that. Yeah, did all that. Nothing was coming through. And then today I read about the secondary, your sister fruit that sometimes appears, which I've got now, but I've been going expecting, oh, when am I going to get the person oranges? It's like, no, I've got to sign up online with Nintendo to then get someone to send me the fruit. <laughs> it's just, yeah. I mean, it's one of them, but... For me, like I started looking at all the terraforming and stuff that you can do on that game, and it's just it's mad. So even though I'm 50 hours in, I really don't feel like I've even started playing that game, which is an interesting one. I'm not sure how much time I put into it myself. I know I've been going on it. I've played it pretty much every day since I've got it on release. But I've been quite good at like of. It's a good game for like if I've got a spare hour. Like I've been doing it because I'm at home on my lunch hour. I'll just going Animal Crossing for the hour and um, do a couple of things I've been meaning to do. On your lunch hour? Yeah. Not, not during working hours? <laughs> oh, no. I mean, I wouldn't say... I just work during working hours, <laughs> Joe. I don't know what you're talking about, mate. <laughs> um, other games. Has anyone played any other games this last few lockdown weeks? Yeah, I've got a couple of quick ones, but has anyone, anyone else got anything first? Or I mean, I'll just quickly mention, like, I... I've not played any new ones, but I've been playing through all the old Uncharted ones again. Um, oh, yeah. Just because I've I had the time. So I've, <laughs> I'm like near, near the end of um, the third one now, but I only started it on Wednesday, the first one. <laughs> I love those games. Yeah, class. Yeah, class. Then. Well, we say it's been a series of ones to play, but I never had a PS3. not got a PS4, so it's just I've never got around to playing them. I think they're all really good. Uh, I think Uncharted 2 was actually the first PS3 game that I actually owned. And I remember that blew me away at the time. I, I was like, this looks incredible for, for the yeah. time. It, it really yeah. did. JT? Uh, yeah, just a couple of quick ones. Uh, I played Resident Evil 3, which came out last week. Uh, played through that. It's uh, it's really good. It's not as good as Resident Evil 2, though, the remake of that. It's a lot more expensive as well. It's forty nine ninety nine for Evil Three, and for a five hour game, which is twenty years old, I just think that's ridiculous. Like to, to charge fifty <laughs> quid, it's just way too much. But uh, and they've, they've even taken parts out of the game. Have you heard about this? No. There's two like there's two big chapters that they've taken out of the remake for, for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> all of, all I can think of is that uh, the quite puzzle heavy chapters that they've taken out. So I think they're trying to make it more like a streamlined action game kind of thing. But you can literally finish the game now in five hours with like no trouble whatsoever. So I wouldn't. I mean, the people who are going to spend fifty quid on it will already have done that anyway. So I do not recommend spending fifty pound on Resident Evil Three. And I got Doom Eternal 
a couple of weeks before that, I've completed that. It's amazing. Absolutely, absolutely amazing game. But they've changed a few things from the first one, which, not that, not for better or worse, it's just different. Like, uh, I'll just give you a quick, quick example. The ammo in the first game, you have to pick up specific ammo for your weapons. Like, if you want more shotgun ammo, you've got to find shotgun ammo, for example. Do you know, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas in this one now, you uh, just get ammo and it covers like all of your weapons. So like you can you can play through the whole game with just your favourite weapon. You don't, there's no real reason to change weapons kind of thing. Whereas in the first one, it was a lot more, you had to use whatever you had ammo for. So they made a few little changes like that, which, which changes the way you play it. But it is still amazing. And uh, it's probably my number two game of all time, to be honest. Number two game of all time? I'd say so, yeah. It's absolutely incredible. Yep. Is it behind Doom? Better than Doom. I think so. Like I said, they've made a few changes. Not for better or worse. It's just different. Like, you know, some people like it. Some people won't kind of thing. But uh, And it looks incredible. It's one of the best looking games I've ever seen. Uh, yeah. Don't spend 50 quid on Resident Evil 3. Spend it on Doom Eternal. <laughs> It's it's funny you mention about you know spending the money on uh, Resident Evil Three. Uh, so Resident Evil Two came out to massive fanfare recently. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, when was it? Like wasn't that wasn't that long ago? Was it? it was like a year ago? Literally a year ago. Yeah, yeah. Like so that came out and everyone was going mad about it. And I think a lot of that was uh, just Mister X in general. I think he probably brought a lot to that game. Um, a lot of people they don't seem to be feeling the same way about Resi Three. No, you're right. Is it Nemesis? Nemesis, yeah. Part two yeah. was made by a different team. He had like a different team working on this one. And it definitely shows like it's just no way near as good as the way they handled Resident Evil 2. Yeah. For me, part part three is like a better game, but just the way they've handled it is definitely not as good as the uh, the part two treatment last year. Yeah, because that part two one was almost like revolutionary for the entire series. Um, because yeah. when was the last time? I suppose Resi 7 got a good reception, but... In general, there've been a few duff games in the, over the years. Yeah, before that, it was part four. Everyone loved part four. Yeah, but like five and six were a bit of a bit of a mess. Have you played online for uh, Doom, John? Yeah, I've got to admit that the online of Doom Eternal isn't for me. I'm not loving it. It's only three player. It's literally what one Slayer versus two demons. Uh, it, it's okay. I'm, I'm, it's, it's enjoyable, but. Uh, I, I quite like the team deathmatch and stuff like that, and they've, they've taken all of that out of the game. All you can play now is a thing called battle mode, which is one v two online. But uh, it is still good. It's more about the campaign, really. The campaign of Doom Eternal's class. No, 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 this was Raven sort of like about the online sort of saying it was like really frantic, sort of like a lot of mates playing sort of like the new cod that has come out, where you're saying sort of like everyone should be getting on Doom, sort of like just saying how frantic it is and that it's uh, much better than the new cod online. But I was just interested in your uh, take on it. Yeah, I'm sure some people will love it. Like it's literally 1v2, so it's like a mismatch kind of online thing. Mm. But for me, I there's something about like 8v8 teams of deathmatch that I prefer, like uh Basically, I can blame other people then to get beat. So yeah. <laughs> when, I'm, when I'm on my own, it's my fault, and it's. So. <laughs> um, I was just going to say, just before we move on from Resident Evil and Doom, um, oh, we just we just had a, a pop up saying it's been upgraded by the host, and now we're on unlimited. Oh, we're on we're on Zoom, by the way. We should say yeah. that. 
Shout out, shout out to you. Yeah. Especially as they're upgrading us. <laughs> <laughs> now they'll get a shout out. Um, sponsored by Zoom. <laughs> sponsored by Zoom. <laughs> um, yeah, before we move on from Resident Evil and Doom, um, like we won't name names because we'll get them in trouble. But John, you're on about uh, maybe don't spend 50 quid on Resident Evil 3. Um, we all know somebody who spent 50 quid on Resident Evil 2 at a local Asda. Can you still hear me? Yeah. <laughs> we all know somebody. It was actually, who... a, it was actually it was Tesco. Oh, was it? Okay, sorry. Um, yeah, so basically they, we won't name names, but they bought the game. It's only like a three-hour game, isn't it, Resident Evil 2? Well, you can complete it that quick. Um, and not only did they finish it very quickly, they then re-shrink wrapped it and returned it as new to Tesco and got full refund. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I didn't know this story. Oh, oh. yeah, we'll, we'll call him <laughs> Mr. X, but uh, he, <laughs> he literally opened the game in a way so that the cellophane was undamaged. Kept the cellophane, <laughs> kept the cellophane to one side, completed the game, put the game back in the, the, the same cellophane, re- resealed it up, and took it back to Tesco and got his full refund back. <laughs> I'm sure he steamed it open. I think, yeah, I think he did, yeah. I think he boiled the kettle and, like, opened Resident Evil 2 just slightly above, obviously not to burn his hands, but uh, <laughs> slowly, just just slowly melted away the glue and then used the same cellophane to rewrap it. It's like an evil genius sort of thing, that. <laughs> <laughs> Can you ever truly trust someone? Can you ever truly trust someone who does that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we won't, uh, we won't mention names, but Jono will be back on the podcast in a couple of weeks. <laughs> 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 I mean, to be fair, I was going to say, to be fair, like anyone who's listened to this podcast in the past probably was like, oh, yeah, I know who this is. <laughs> <laughs> um, any other games? Last podcast you were, sorry, uh, last podcast you were about you replayed the Mass Effect games. Yes. And I think, I don't know if we mentioned it on the podcast or off, but we had a brief conversation about uh, Andromeda. Oh, yes, yeah. So I put about fifty hours into it since we spoke on our last podcast. Have you really? I think it's, I think it's pretty good. So uh, I would definitely say for you in particular, because I know you like you like Mass Effect. I would absolutely give it a go because I'm pretty sure you can get it for like oh, buttons. buttons now. Buttons you can get it for like four quid. It's 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 shocking how cheap you can get that game. Um, yeah, I, that trilogy blew me away. The, I'm I've watched I've watched about an hour of gameplay of Andromeda, and I'm just. I'm worried that it's going to ruin it for me, but I do love that world. World, well, I suppose it's that universe. Um, I do, I do love that and all the politics and everything about the surrounding parts of Mass Effect. So it is something that I probably should spend what four quid on and and experience. I mean, it, it keeps with the politics like I did. That's like it, the politics of what's happening in. Well, the unit. Well, for anyone who doesn't know, the idea of Andromeda is you literally travel to the next, um, the next universe over. No, galaxy over. Sorry, uh, to Andromeda. You know, next door neighbor to the Milky Way, uh, and you're settling the new galaxy. So, because you're settling, there's a lot of uh, you've just got a lot of choices, and uh, you know, you meet new friends, try and sleep with them because it's a Mass Effect game. Right, and. Uh, but I think you should absolutely give it a go. And I think part of the problem with it was when it first came out, it was not really in an optimal place to be generous. But they did patch it. So pretty much everything was, it's still glitchy. I've 
had a couple of clickies happen, but nothing like serious. But it just feels it does still feel like a match of that game, and I think that's what does it for me. Like the combat is basically the same. There's a couple of different innovations, but that's basically just your little suit's got a jump jet on it, so you can do big jumps like that. That's it, really. Yeah. Um, but no, I think it's definitely worth it. I mean, for how cheap it is, it's it's at the price where if you can buy it and then you put like a couple of hours and you think, all right, not for me. Then you can do that because you're not spending much on it. I think that's where Anthem's going to end up. It's going to end up being one of them games where you can drop what three pound in and you'll get what you need. I know they're rebuilding the game from the ground up, but I think it's going to end up being similar. Uh, Anthem. Well, I played. Did anyone else play the like the little beta test for Anthem when it was uh, when it came out at the start last year? Yeah, I played like twenty minutes of it. It wasn't great, and there's like quite a lot of problems with just how it runs, like, the messed up loot and, like, because it's meant to be a looter shooter. Like, it's basically a Destiny ripoff, um, which is weird because I'm playing Destiny 2 right now. But for a looter shooter, they just didn't do the loot right. So when it first came out, literally the gun you start the game in was functionally the best gun in the game because of how they've worked out the loot. So there was no reason for you to go and get new gear. There was no point in anything. They just made such a mistake and i think it's simply because they, they took one of the best single player narrative campaign focused game teams in the business and that's the bio team that makes mass effect in dragon age and then tried to make a games of service game with them which is just not a good fit for the people at all it's, it's mismanagement really but if they turn it around it's crazy that they've not stopped supporting anthem i thought they would have just cut it loose and then just chopped it up as a failure by now but a little over a year later and they're still trying to make it a game i've heard that they're actually rebuilding the whole game stay i think they're, they're supposed to be completely almost re-releasing it was a brand new thing i can see it going free to play and there being a battle pass system that i think that's probably the direction it'll go in yeah so it'll just be yeah it'll just be free and then you can pay a battle pass to get in-game stuff and level up and stuff quicker i think that's probably the only way they'll be able to because they can't because the problem with rebuilding a game like that is because it sold really well on its launch because it's a big EA game. EA games, even though people hate the company, they still sell really well because they're a big, giant producer. So it sold really well. So the problem is, well, you've got all these people who bought who bought it and launched. You can't just like resell the game because people own it. And you've got everyone who bought it cheap when it was secondhand in CX or whatever your version of CX, wherever you're, whoever. I'm just talking to mythical listeners now. <laughs> If somebody buys it for like two quid in uh, second hand and then they get this cool new game, how do they reconcile that with the people who bought it on launch? How's that? So they've got all this weird problem now. What do you do? You'll get you'll get what you got on Team Fortress 2. Team Fortress 2 used to be like £15 and I was one of the people who bought it. I've never regretted it because it's one of my favourite games. But um, when they released that for free, you got an in-game item, which was like, um like a medal so i think it was a medal i can't remember but it was something to signify i've paid for the game almost like an elitist type sort of hey look at me i actually spent money on this i've been here since the start so it's probably going to be something like an in-game item yeah like that. yeah obviously hypothetically like i think you're probably right or it'll be like you only only you can get this class or something along those lines unless you buy the class it'll be something yeah, like maybe that. i don't know yeah uh but it's, we'll move on from anthem then has anybody been watching any films? So I've I've been watching a few. Um, I'm not going to go into detail about them because uh, 
Like, for example, I watched Nightmare on Elm Street recently and I wasn't in the right frame of mind to watch it. So I, I didn't really get it. <laughs> but um, my missus is a huge fan of um, classic horror films. So I think she was expecting me to like it more than I actually did. But I like I said, I wasn't in the right frame of mind for it. I've got to be in the in the zone for that, I think. Is that probably the... Is that the quintessential uh, slasher film? Personally, I'd say like Friday the 13th, probably. Not watched that one yet. Yeah, like Friday the 13th. Oh, oh, there you go, Halloween. Even better. Halloween's like, the, in my opinion, the best horror film. Uh, is Jaws, would you class Jaws as a horror? Yeah, actually, yeah. Yeah, forget that Jaws. Is. <laughs> <laughs> so, hang on, are we saying yeah. Jaws is the best slasher film? Is that what we've just done? <laughs> yeah. That's the thing, like... Yeah, slasher and uh, horror are like two different things, aren't they? Yeah, I was getting educated on the different genres of horror the other day. Yeah, but like uh, the, the Nightmare on Elm Street thing, I love it. Uh, probably a lot of it's nostalgia-based, but I, I really enjoy it. But I can't defend the ending, though. The ending in that film is so <laughs> crap. Yeah. But... Like, it's just kind of, they, they ran out of money, couldn't finish the film, so they just kind of like came up with the came up with an ending on the spot and said, oh, film that, and that'll, that'll be. <laughs> Is this the one where they drive away in the Freddy Krueger car? Yeah, that's right. And, and, uh, Nancy's mum gets pulled through the window. <laughs> it's clearly like a, a kind of a doll. inflated doll or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, just, it's an inflated doll getting pulled through a door and a Freddy Krueger-looking car driving off with the cast. And yeah, I, I, I laughed at that. Because I, I don't know if it was meant to yeah. be funny, though, because it's supposed to be quite tongue-in-cheek, or just by today's standards, is that tongue-in-cheek now? I don't know. I mean, I don't think it was meant to be funny. They just literally didn't know what to do, and like they had no money left. That's what they came up with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he, I, I appreciate uh, what it does, and the, obviously, you know, the scenes where she's in the bath and the hand comes up. Like, I, I appreciate that there's some oh, creativity yeah. there, but I just, <laughs> I just wasn't feeling it. But Just I'll, think of... Sorry, mate. Just think of the logistics of filming that scene where, like, she's in the bath and there's some guy underneath her. <laughs> think, think of where his hand is. You know what I mean? Like, it's, just think of having to film that. Like, <laughs> it's, just, it's just crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I watched uh, the Scream trilogy as well. That was another one where, to be fair, I preferred the Scream trilogy to uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. They're probably the similar. They're both slashes. Uh, so I suppose that's where you would... Yeah, same director as well. Of course it is, isn't it? Yeah, for, yeah. yeah Wes Craven. Yeah, I, I, I didn't mind didn't mind the Scream trilogy. I don't think we've ever spoke about this before, but like, I love Scream 1 and 2. I was like 15, 16 when they came out. Absolutely love Scream 1 and 2. Scream 3, I'm not too hot on. I, I don't mind it, but, but yeah, the first two, I absolutely love. Yeah, I, uh, we, we got a tri- the trilogy on Blu-ray for £7 on Amazon. Did you watch uh, Scream 4? No, no, we've not watched that one. Because I think that's quite interesting. That's quite a good film. It, yeah, how come they sell the first three as a trilogy then? Like, because Scream 4 was 2011. Yeah. I don't know, to be honest. I don't know why they don't... It might be a different distributor or something, maybe, but... Uh, but it's definitely worth... It's better than part three. Definitely worth watching. I feel like I zoned out of the third one, to be honest. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of... Like, the third one was by a different writer. Uh, Kevin Williamson wrote part one and two and four. And part three was by some... I think she was called Erin Kruger or something. But yeah. Kruger? Yeah, Kruger, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this director might work grave. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah, Erin uh, Kruger, who's number three. Yeah, it's a yeah. different writer. And it just doesn't feel the same at all. Yeah, it's, um, I, I appreciate seeing David Arquette after his uh, run in wrestling. I, I didn't mind seeing him in the Scream trilogy. 
Um, yeah. It, if I just, uh, can I just, just dive into wrestling in UFC just for a moment? Yeah, go for it. Um, I just, I just want to briefly mention um, recently Dana White. Obviously, the world's obviously in lockdown and nobody's allowed out or anything. You're not allowed to do sporting events. You're not really allowed to do anything. Dana White, um, he's the head of UFC and he was genuinely trying to buy a private island to host fights on, to fly the fighters out there and host like daily fights out there on this private island he owns and like broadcast it live. And I'm pretty sure that's just Mortal Kombat. <laughs> so I feel I feel like that would have been the, a sign of the end times if Dana White's private fight island was a, became a reality because that's just Mortal Kombat then. You should definitely call it like the Netherworld or whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was like he um he was getting quite far with it. I think he'd actually like got all the rights and stuff to do the actual private island, but it was actually ESPN who pulled the plug on it because they were like, This is just this is outrageous that you're trying to do this. <laughs> it's just fascinating. Um oh, I'd I'd love to see that happen though. That'd be such a good idea. Can you can you imagine? Though, like it's literally like yeah. just flying fighters out to a private island and just can you imagine um that I'm just picturing it like they're on like the beach and it's like dead or alive or something and they're just fighting in the sand and broadcasting. Yeah. It's fascinating. <laughs> All I can see is the tagline is just one survives. Like that's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like because we're in like international waters, anything goes <laughs> on. <laughs> well that's it like there's been talk about trying to like do fights um and stuff like you know like in uh international waters and i, I was thinking if they managed to pull it off which i don't think they are because the spn like i said have pulled the plug can you imagine if you had like the nfl football island and just sport islands yeah like nfl like there's, there's no fouls anymore you can just do what you want kind of thing see yeah it's like i'm, I'm interested in like dystopian like worlds and stuff but right now i'm not interested because we're just living in one <laughs> just this weird You're too close to home yeah it's like like again jumping back to animal crossing one of the first items i unlocked was a face mask and i was like i'm not i'm not wearing this i'm not locking down me little island like <laughs> uh, uh yeah just wanted to briefly mention as well wrestlemania was recently uh what with two week what last weekend gone i don't know all the days merge into one though. i think it was last weekend yeah all you want to mention two matches there was a, an aj styles undertaker match and the undertaker's really old now but because they filmed it like it was a film like a fight scene you can do a lot more so obviously you just take breaks and stuff he literally buried aj styles a lot. sorry the spoils spoils coming um they buried AJ Styles alive, and the last shot of the match was AJ Styles, um, his hand sticking out of the ground <laughs> after he'd been buried. <laughs> Just fantastic. Um, and then they did a match between John Cena and Bray Wyatt, which basically, uh, I think, I think about half, either half or two thirds of the match took place in John Cena's head, but it was all filmed. <laughs> It's just the most in, insane thing. Basically, John Cena morphs through all of his gimmicks through the years, going through his first one when he was in like shorts, and then going through his Fugonomics gimmick, like just fully dressed up as these characters in like 2020, and he's just morphs through them all and ends up uh, in an NWO shirt. And they almost they basically do a big like inside joke about him becoming uh, NWO. <laughs> it's just fascinating. <laughs> That's one thing I do appreciate with a uh, WrestleMania being like pre-recorded. They could just go off. The, they could go off the chart now, can't they? With like recording stuff like that, you know what I mean. You couldn't do that at a live event, but 
because it was all pre-recorded. No. They could just do what they wanted, kind of thing. <laughs> but you, you literally had moments where, like, he was like doing a promo on Bray Wyatt as 2007 John Cena. I think it was 2007, um, and then he just morphs into like present day or 2010 John Cena, and it's just like. This is insane. He came out to the ring multiple times. And um, do you remember that big fist that was on the SmackDown arena? They used to have a big punching fist that had come out of the Titantron. They brought that out and everything. Right. Right. It was just it's just the most insane thing I've ever seen. And like it was stupid, but I I was a big fan. Um yeah. So so yeah, moving on from there. Um what has anyone else got anything they were watching this week? Do you wanna do you wanna talk about? I have a TV show I've been watching. Go for it. Um, so it's called Tales from the Loop, and it's on Amazon Prime. Now, it starts its life as just a series of drawings by, I'm just going to double-check this name, I'm going to get it 100% wrong, by an artist from Sweden called Simon Stellenhag. Um, and it, the old gimmick it was, it was sort of like 70s, 80s Sweden, but there's like weird, super advanced technology going on in the background. So we literally like a farmer out in the middle nowhere in Sweden and then a big robot just chilling out not really doing anything and then they've made like a pen and paper RPG and there's a big board game on Kickstarter at the minute um, and they've made a TV series and I've watched about six of the eight episodes so far and it's really really good it sort of is imagine um, Stranger Things but instead of that gung-ho book yeah it's the 80s where superheroes sort of feeling that um Strange things has. Imagine it's just really a bit depressing and very Scandinavian. And the tone is just so good. Like some of the episodes, it's a, sorry, I should say it's an anthology as well. So every episode is different, although you see, you'll see reoccurring characters um, because it's, it's in the same town. So you'll see characters from one episode being in the background of another episode and so on. Um, but yeah, basically every episode is a different, is a, a different story. And it all revolves around one particular bit of technology um, that, you know, shouldn't happen or exist. Like, there's, a, the, there's the, the titular loop is this underground science facility. Um, and, like, the head of the facility gets asked, oh, what is it you actually do down there? And his response is, well, the things that shouldn't, uh, you know, stuff that's impossible, we make it so it's not. So it's just, it's really good. It's hard to really put into words. Did, has any of you ever watched any sort of like the you know in like sort of the early two thousands where Scandi um, crime dramas were really popular? So you had like the original tunnel, uh, well sorry the bridge as it was originally, and you had the original killing and stuff like that. Did anybody watch any of them? I watched uh, the US version of the killing. Yeah. So uh, well, did anyone watch like Wallander when that was a big thing as well? That was about like a Swedish detective. No, I remember it, but I didn't watch it. So, like, sort of Stanley drama has a, a really particular feel to it and, like, it's sort of its own sort of rules and how stuff's filmed or how, like, episodes progress. And this basically is Stranger Things, but by following those rules. Um, I should point out as well that not every episode revolves around kids as well. Um, so it's not, Stranger Things isn't a perfect, perfect analogue, but it's probably the closest um, that is it. But if anyone's got like access to Amazon Prime or maybe some of the nefarious means, I would absolutely 100% recommend it. It's um, it's really really good. Uh, just like what I what it does that I really like 
Um, and not many shows really do this that well, but there'll be some sort of crazy advanced technology and they just won't mention it at all. They'll just, because it's normal to everyone in the show. Like, why would you bring it up? It's like, oh yeah, just, yeah, there's, there's this robot. So that's fine. We won't talk about it because we see it every single day. Do you know what I mean? Um, it's not like over-explained. You don't crop loads of exposition because you don't need to because that's the actual lives. Everyone knows. I don't know if I'm getting coming across though, but so like some films, some shows would like over-explain like this super cool bit of technology that doesn't really make sense in the show because why? There's no need for them to explain it because that's just their world. But so I think it. Does, what was the name of that show again, Steve? It's called Tales from the Loop. Can I jump in there, Steve? Yeah, of course. Just what you were mentioning then. Have you ever watched a THX one one three eight? So is that? Um, I yes, I think so. It's George Lucas before he did Star Wars. Yeah, is it the like a bald guy with a barcode on the back of his neck in the facility sort of? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. All it is in that film, George Lucas makes a big point in that film that the stuff that happens in that film is like a, a future, like a future race kind of thing. Yeah. But there are people like working in the background, putting like balls in holes and stuff like that. And he never explained what they were doing kind of thing. But his point always was that that's just their job. And to them, it's not weird. Because like, yeah. towards watching it, we haven't got a clue what they're doing. But to them, that's just their daily life kind of thing. And like, he never explains why they're doing what they're doing. Because it's just their average daily life kind of thing. Yeah, I, I love that. It's like, um, it sort of makes the world more believable. And yeah, exactly. Also, it's kind of cool when it poses this question and you want to know what they're doing, but by just not telling you, it does sort of foster your interest a bit more. Yeah, exactly, yeah. As someone explaining to the audience in the show, that would be out of the ordinary. Like, that would be unbelievable in that yeah, world. Exactly. That they're just outright explaining themselves, like, to an unknown thing out there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that's understand what I mean. Like, George Lucas yeah. compared it to, if an alien came to Earth and, like, looked at traffic lights, he'd be like, what the hell is all this about? <laughs> because, but, like, to us, it's just natural. <laughs> But you know what I mean? To, to an outside party, they'd be like, what are these lights on the road kind of thing? <laughs> yeah. Sounds good, sounds good. Um, Steve, have you got anything further on that one? Uh, no, no, I mean, uh, like I said, I don't really want to spoil any episodes or anything like that. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's really good. And also, uh, from what I was saying, it's like if none of you had really watched any stuff that early 2000s Gandhi drama, I know you said you saw The Killing John, uh, 100% watch the actual original like Swedish version yeah. because it's, it's night and day. They're, like, they're a lot, lot better. Yeah, I believe it is better. Okay. Um, so, uh, guys, uh, I've got any, any other stuff you want to cover this week? I'm, just, I'm conscious of time, but uh, we've, got, we've got time left if you just want to uh, cover more stuff. I've got uh, a couple of TV shows uh, if you want me to go through them. Go for it. TV shows, did you say? Yeah. Uh, so sticking with Amazon Prime, um, I got a recommendation for Undone. Um, so it's a <clears throat> Amazon original, um, but it's an animation series. I think it was, I think I read that it was the first Amazon original animation series that they've done. Um, so it's got it's down as like a drama fantasy. Um, by the same creator that did uh, Bojack Horseman. Um, really? It's got uh, it's got Bob Odenkirk in it. 
uh, and Rosa Salazar. Um, but the interesting thing about it is that the animation is to their likeness. Um, so the the animation that is that they've done is called uh, rotoscoping. So is this similar to that? Um, sorry, to jump in. Is that the Keanu Reeves film? Oh, it's kind of dark. Yeah, it's kind of darkly. Yeah. Yeah, I think I, when I was reading up on a few things, I think some of it was comparing it to that. So basically, they do some live motion capture, and then they do hand drawn over the live motion capture afterwards, and then so it's a painstaking process um, of going over every frame afterwards. Now I don't I don't know whether in this whether it, everything is hand drawn or whether some of it is digital afterwards um, because there are moments in it where some of it seems there's different sort of varying feels of whether the effect is sort of like much more uh, animated than not uh, so in darker scenes you it's not totally animated so you get into the realms of sort of like the uncanny valley sort of like you're seeing much more of the live motion picture than the animation version of it. Um, so it's quite odd in places that you're seeing sort of more live motion than the animation. Each episode is sort of like 20, 25 minutes, but it is really brilliant storytelling from start to finish uh, in a, each episode. Um, I think there's eight episodes in the first series. I think I've watched the first three or four. And basically, you're only getting one story arc per episode or throughout the series. But it's really fantasy-like and you sort of, the main character goes on lots of visions and sort of like seeing a lot of things. So that really suits the animation style of it. So when she goes into these visions, sort of like she sees her, sees her dad in sort of uh, some of these visions and things like that. At one point, sort of like the sky sort of like cracks um in a vision sort of like falls down around and obviously that like really suits the animation and things like that it's like really really well done never seeing like in a, in a car crash and things like that it pauses like mid-air and then they have a conversation while the car is mid-air this was just this was really well done just um just think it's like really like really really good concept for the show and the way it's done with the animation and everything like that definitely recommend getting on that again if you've got amazon prime or if you can get get hold of it, yeah. Just to jump in, um, I've Googled it. Um, <clears throat> 100% on Rotten Tomatoes and 8.3 out of 10 on IMDb. Mm. Um, and it's fun because the it says undone. It says like 2019. And then, you know, you know it gives the genre. It says adult cartoon. Used to seeing that elsewhere on the internet. <laughs> yeah, I saw on Rotten Tomatoes. It was like critically acclaimed and elsewhere. It's like got really good reviews. Wait a minute. Yeah, go Nick. I was going to say, have you actually ever watched uh, Bojack Horseman? I've seen uh, quite a few of the episodes for like season one, I think. Yeah, I was, I was going to say, because like, from what you were describing, and obviously like you said, it's from the same creator, but it does sound very similar. Right? And mm. I'm, a, I'm a big fan of Bojack Horseman. So. I think it's a bit more serious. It's not sort of like a comedy. I don't, I don't know. Well, Bojack Horseman's like a drama, like... When you get into it, doesn't it? Like, I don't know if you, yeah, don't know if you've seen like an entire series, but like it gets really deep and like, like you say, like you see like people dying and stuff, and it's 
Yeah, it, it sounds like it's got a similar kind of tone to it. I think um, there are sort of like serious elements to Bojack Horseman sort of like goes that way, but I felt like there was a lot more like uh, comedic elements in Bojack Horseman rather than this seems a lot more serious and um, less um, less on the comedy side. So um, a lot, lot more of the drama to it rather than on that side of it. Um, but no, definitely, uh, I definitely recommend getting on that if, uh, if, you, if you're on Amazon. Fair enough. Yep, sounds good. Did you have any other, Sam? You said you've got a couple of things. The other one, if anyone else has watched it, was uh, Ozark. Oh, yeah. been smashing that. Well, I finished it. I've been dying to watch this after you lot have been recommending me this. So good. Yeah, season three has just come out. Um, Watched that in a few days. Um, Just thought it picks up up back um, where it left off in season two, really. Just another great season yeah jason bateman is still really good with his sort of like dark humor and one-liners and just really like dry um there's a new therapist character i thought she was really great um, oh, yeah. <laughs> this new um ben because the brother was uh introduced he was found him really annoying but i guess he was supposed to be so but he was really well acted um throughout the season so if he was the main um like downfall i suppose yeah of, uh, or co- cause a lot of the problems for the family yeah with the brother like when he first came in i thought like i had such high hopes from i thought it was going to be like mm. well y- you know what happened um but um like i i thought it was going to go a completely different direction with that character but yeah I'd, i i love the way uh he was introduced like the scene at the, as a when he was a substitute teacher at the school though that was a that was a great scene <laughs> yeah um but overall just thought it was a great season and if if you've not seen ozark i know joe you've not i think uh definitely need to need to pick it up from season one i know i'm gonna go back and watch it from season one I'll, I'll definitely jump on that. I've, I've, a few of the shows I've been meaning to watch. I want to rewatch Twin Peaks again from the start, um, and then Ozark as well. That's on my list. Yeah, definitely. I've never watched any of Ozark. What, what is the uh, sort of premise of the show? It's basically Breaking Bad, but better. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> That's the high praise there. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, I might give him a bump myself. <laughs> I mean, people might not agree with me on that, but I. 100% think it's got one off on uh, Breaking Bad. I, I agree with that. I think it's uh, I think it's a better show than Breaking Bad. I would have said I would have said the same thing. Do you make the connection? What 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 makes it similar to Breaking Bad? It's basically like a like a guy that um, where you shouldn't really be in the criminal um, world, but he kind of breaks into it in a mm. big way. Very good. That, I don't want to know yeah. anymore. <laughs> that's, that's that's enough. That's enough. I, I basically just told you the premise of uh, Breaking Bad, didn't I? <laughs> yeah. So he, he's a, a school teacher. Um, yeah. Exactly. Gets cancer. Exactly. Funded through nefarious means. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Oh well, well, I think we're at the end then. It's been like an hour long or something, hasn't it? I think I think we've we've done well there. Yeah. Yeah. I think. Uh, I don't think it was bad. I think. Having you sort of take control and then direct it towards people was definitely the way to go. Well, we 
well, we'll we'll save the we'll save the praise to laugh when we stop recording. <laughs> but you, we'll I might keep, I'll keep this bit in anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, no, um, I think this went well. We should uh, we should probably schedule another one in if we're going to be here for a while. I think we're going to be so to give a timestamp. We're it's the twelfth of April today. Oh, um, happy Easter. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's Easter Day. It's, 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 oh, sorry. It's Bunny Day. On Animal Crossing, so. I was going to say Bunny Day, but uh, I thought, no, I'll go for Easter. <laughs> no, I, I'll be saying it. Happy Bunny Day, guys. Um, yeah, it was uh, good, 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 good catching up with you. Um, just to, we did uh, we did a game of poker yesterday, or a few of us did. Um, I was wondering I when this that. was going to get brought up. <laughs> <laughs> or just, just I, I just thought I'd put it out there that I, I won again. So, um, so, John, Nick, uh, Sam, what happened? I was drunk. Was a... That's my excuse. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good game of poker, wasn't it? It was, yeah. I, I thought it was very good. It, it worked very well. We, we used... Um, we may as well give a shout out to Unibet because yeah. they're running free poker. You can set your own tournaments up for free. Yeah. Our other sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> sponsored by Zoom and Unibet. <laughs> it's like we've got real sponsors. I know, yeah. So we're not, get, not getting paid. <laughs> Uh, no, Nick, you did your standard poker move, which was to start the game really, really well, and then just just disappear. <laughs> I, I'm not gonna lie; I think it's the same as what's, what what happened with John. Like, I got drunk and I, I just stopped paying attention to what I was doing. I was like, "Yep, deal. Yep, yep in, 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 in." <laughs> See, my my poker game plan usually when I'm drinking is like I'll I'll be quite reserved for a bit, and then when I've had a drink, I just start going right. Let's start just going in our hands and. It seemed to work because I, I think I knocked John. Was it you I took out? I had a yeah. I had a straight and a flush at the same time, and you had like a pair of nines or something. The top pair, I had um, a pair of jacks. Yeah, a pair of jacks, and then I think that just that just finished the game off. <laughs> yeah, I went big with that with that top pair. I had like a about six thousand uh, chips left at that point. I just went all in with a pair of jacks. Yeah, yeah. I think after that hand, I ended up with about I was above twenty thousand chips. I was like, wow, okay, I suppose. Yeah. I'm ch- I'm in chip lead now, so yeah, I enjoyed that. We'll we'll do we'll do that again. We'll, yeah. we've already got it scheduled in, so well, yeah. Um, Steve, you should make yourself available for that uh, one. Have you have you played poker before? Uh, well, was that the last physical game? Oh, of course you were. <laughs> um, I'll try and yeah, I'll try and make the uh, the next online one because as I said, I think you've already got it scheduled in. I'll see if I can uh, make sure I take part. Very good. It's ten. We got ten people already for the next yeah, game, yeah. so I'll be. Happy a laugh. Um, so yeah, lockdown, guys. Uh, stay safe. Yeah, you too. Yeah, you wash too. your hands. Yeah, wash your hands. Uh, don't don't speak to anyone or <laughs> look at anyone outside. And well, don't go outside if you'll have to. Yeah. No. Can I just uh, make a prediction? <laughs> the lockdown things will be lifted Monday, the twenty seventh of April. So. Put that date in your diary. Make your plans. You can go back out on the twenty seventh. <laughs> I I I think like they'll just kind of relax the current rules at that point. That, that's what I mean. Yeah, they'll Would just start like they'll start opening shops again, but it'll still be social distancing that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I think I read that the one of the ideas was that we'll be locked in till June to avoid a second wave, and then social distancing until October. I just don't know if they can afford to do it. It's the economy. Yeah, it then... like, I heard a thing the other day where. Like Boris Johnson, apparently they planned for three million people to take up the furlough option, and nine million people, nine million people have done it, and they're just like, oh, <laughs> it's like it's just not what they planned at all. So apparently, uh, there's a bit of panicking going on. 
<laughs> it's crazy times. It's the, this is the sort of thing that kids will be learning about in twenty. Well, in years, yeah, uh, they'll. I I survived the great twenty twenty coronavirus pandemic. Yeah, they're not going to be talking about the Black Death in history class anymore, are they? And there'll be a lot of shit. <laughs> I think that one was worse. <laughs> <laughs> I watched Contagion recently again, by the way, and like that's 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 so accurate. <laughs> it, I know the details. Was... Yeah, it's like I was I was watching that, and it was a case of at the time in real life. Um, I think we just started locking down, or we were about to lock down, and in Contagion, they just hit that like the point in the film where they were like reporting daily death totals around the world and i was like fuck <laughs> this is what's about to happen yeah. and then that film obviously spirals off into its own story but real life's nothing far different and it's a bat in asia that's, that starts in contagion as well I, I, yeah yeah i think um i think it's the currently the safest place in the world north korea do you think i don't know about that <laughs> Well, I don't think they've had any any cases. No, it's Greenland. <laughs> um, Greenland is now absolutely corona free. They had eleven cases. Where Greenland? Yeah, the eleven. I cases. thought you said Sealand. No, yeah, Sealand. That all rig that's just off the coast of Britain. <laughs> I was going to say, like, <laughs> yeah. it's unlikely that yeah. Sealand. If you don't know what Sealand is, I learned about that this week. That was a. Uh, it's just an oil rig, which is like. It's like there's a family that live in this oil rig where they've called themselves Sealand. Joe, have you been like down the actual Wikipedia? Like, oh, that is Sealand. The history is amazing. Do you realise that, oh, no pirates tried to take control, right? <laughs> <laughs> and they fought them off with water cannons. Joe, you need to read it. It's amazing. Oh, I'll get, on. I'll get on that. <laughs> but going back to what I was saying, Greenland, the country, had 11 cases and all 11 people have now, are now recovered. So it's had a... Coronavirus has had a zero impact on Greenland. It's probably a safe, uh, like Greenland. I mean, no one probably don't have to. I mean, that's the. I was going to say, well, except those eleven people. Well, yeah, eleven people. That's the population. Well, maybe that was it. Everybody, everybody got like infected, and everyone survived. Yeah, there you go. There you go. All right. Well, um, if anyone else has got anything they want to add before we we start winding up, I'll take I'll take the general silence. <laughs> so no. <laughs> Um, all right, cheers, guys. I think that went well. Yeah, um, that's good. We'll have a quick, quick turnaround on this one. I'll get this one up ASAP. Okay. Cool. Good. Good. Cool. All right. Um, yeah. Stay safe and uh, stay indoors. Cheers. Yeah. Cheers. Bye. 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 Bye.